Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Loose with Moose. Today I'm very happy to have CJ join me. Hello CJ, how are you? Hello, hello. All good, all good. Right. So maybe you can start off with a self-introduction and let us know a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm CJ. I started crypto pretty late, I guess, like around May 2021 during COVID. Uh, right now, I'm actually just like a sort of like full-time degen, like farming uh, coins, aping coins. And I run C4, uh, which is sort of like a news aggregator where I post uh, daily updates on news, uh, new projects I find and like what's launching today. So for example, like this farm is launching today, uh, this token is launching today, stuff like that. And I work part-time as an analyst for ABC as well. All right, very interesting. All right, so maybe before we get into C4 and maybe the analyst side of, of yourself, Maybe you can elaborate a bit more about how you got started into crypto. Like you mentioned, um, it was May 2021, right? Like what was, yeah. what was the first chain you interacted on? Like the first projects or how, what made you like even get into crypto in the first place? Uh, actually I found out about like ETH and like Bitcoin, like sometime in like 2020, I think like 2020 or like early 2021, but I like bought ETH and like sold the next day because I didn't know what was it and like the number wasn't going up, I guess. So I sold, but then like around May 2021, it was like during COVID, so like a lot of like the companies, like we had to work from home. So I started like browsing, I guess like YouTube more, like I tried to like, self-learn about like stuff like investments as well as like reading about stocks and stuff like that then i just randomly came across like uh youtube uh there's one uh i don't know if you know this influencer uh, taiki maida right he, yep. yeah he was writing like i got painted basically by like uh, a <laughs> header called how i made ten thousand dollars in two weeks then i was like oh shit <laughs> then i basically just like uh, started going into like this call and then like started like reading about like what the hell is crypto again lah, like starting from scratch so from there then i just joined a bunch of discords then ask questions and stuff so i basically started doing like the polygon uh incentive season like ah. they, yeah, like the rb looping stuff like that yeah and i still like distinctively remembered like on my first day or second day of like proper like DeFi DeFi, like i was testing stuff out i was like uh, I was aping into those like uh, 4% deposit fee farms Ooh. and I like ate, I, I switched like 3 farms in one day <laughs> because the token was going down and I'm like why, is, why, is, why, is, why am I not making money <laughs> then I kept uh, switching around then I kept losing money then I'm like oh but yeah, <laughs> from there then just kept uh, meeting people reading off reading and watching what you do oh yeah. that's interesting man I mean I I mean, I got in around that same time, maybe half a year later, like late 2021. I mentioned in the last episode with Hoem, right? But mm. I think it's very cool. Um, didn't know that actually you joined around the same period as, as us. I, I thought, I always thought that you joined super early, like the OG kind, you know? Nah, I joined pretty late. Because uh, I think a lot of like people I met also joined around the Polygon season. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay. And and it's pretty crazy, right? Like how everyone learns and evolves, I guess, so quickly in this space. I mean, it's almost two years now for you in, in this space, right? I mean, we go from knowing nothing to you're not an expert new farmer now. I mean, I'm not <laughs> an expert by any chance, but I mean, 
the journey was pretty fun la. like i was still working a nine to five like when i was like trying to do crypto like uh like from may until like i think like february 2022 i was still working at nine to five then i usually just go home eat dinner shower and then like literally just kept doing crypto until like 2 3 a.m and then we sleep and then i wake up the next day uh go to work like a zombie like that damn that, the hustle life but it's addictive right yeah, I mean, I cannot stop now. I got four more if I don't do anything <laughs> for one day. <laughs> right, right. Very interesting. So, like, you got started on Polygon, right? You mentioned, like, it was Polygon season. Yeah. Then, after that, like, what was your maybe first project that you put on? Uh, do you remember? Project, yeah, pro- it was definitely Arvik. Because it's I think, like, the, vi- the video was, like, just chilling, like, tighty looping. <laughs> so, I was, I was doing the same thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, why, why do I make money? I didn't understand, like, all the mechanics. I didn't even know what I was, like, I didn't even know how Aave worked or, like, what was the decks or the money market and all this kind of stuff. Then I started aping to, like, farms because <laughs> I saw, like, a 4% fee and then, like, you earn, like, what, uh, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000% a day or some shit like that. Right. Yeah, so I just started aping from there. Then losing money non-stop, then I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this first. Maybe I should <laughs> learn about the basics. Right. So, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's quite funny, you know, like, I, I used to do that as well, right? I think my first farm is, like, I'll just copy the steps of the YouTube video, right? Like, swap here, then deposit your tokens here, and then, like, click claim. Yeah, kind of man, everything was like that. Oh, yeah, I now, now they mentioned, I remember my first farm, it was called Polygo. Man, Polygo. Yeah, I, I've not even heard of that. You rocked in the end, so. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. Alright, alright. I think that, this is very interesting. It's always nice to hear someone's uh, like so-called origin story of how they got started right and like uh, i believe you are more uh, active on arbitrum now uh technically i'm on everywhere where the yield or like whatever's launching right basically. like so my stuff like kava kato like i was on the first day of kato i was like really farming that then you have stuff like ZK Singh, like Dogechain, every almost like a lot of these kind of like EVM chains. Oh, I'm really on there lah. Right. But more towards EVM chains, so stuff like uh Apto, Solana, Cosmos. I don't really do it because like it, it's very hard to all mm. these stocks there properly lah. Mm, mm, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, right. So expert new farmer, as I mentioned, you're everywhere wherever the <laughs> the you brings you. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay> right. <la. laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, okay. Right, very interesting. Um, so you mentioned you run C4 now. Maybe mm-hmm. elaborate about how you got started with C4. Like, what made you like, have this idea? Like, Alright, I want to start this service, uh, C4. So I'm like aping stuff with my friends because uh, I, I have like a Discord also. Uh, so then like uh, I always tabulate like what is launching today, uh, what stuff I find. And then like, I was doing this like uh, almost on a daily basis. Like uh, I have calendars, like Twitter's, everything. Then I started like posting daily for myself. Like, initially, like, I was like writing it on a whiteboard. Like, wow. This is launching at like uh, 10 p.m. UTC. This is launching at 11 p.m. UTC, stuff like that. Like. Then uh, at one point, I think I started... Uh, posting on like telegram for myself only actually it was like it was actually a close telegram with me and some of my friends uh. so it was something for me just to keep track of what's going on and stuff then i think uh after a while i think a few of my friends like uh tell me like you should just like open it up to public or stuff like that la. so i was like 
Okay, then at first it was more focused towards like uh, pretty Dijon stuff. So like your meme coins, your Dijon funds, your Ponzi, <laughs> uh, those money game and all, all those kind of stuff. Like. But then I think eventually like I got pretty bored or it was either I got bored or if like everything was crashing. I think I think after everything crashed, there was like none of these were launching anymore. So I was like, oh shit. Then I started uh, sort of like piloting towards uh, looking for new projects, uh, more sort of like uh, so-called more sustainable or more legit projects. Uh. So mm-hmm. now I list very little, like all those like, uh, what do you call it? Like that Titano Fox, uh, all these like reverse rebase uh, nonsense, like Xbox, all these like, I kind of like cut it out already because uh, it's like waste of my time. Uh. Mm, so so you were bored of getting rubbed uh, then <laughs> then, then you to wanted to move over. Of, not really, but it's more like if when if when it comes to all these coins, right, there's like uh so much you can take on here. Mm, so right. it's like not not worth the effort or time to even like keep track of this already. Like, cause like you need to take like that small amount. It's not something you can like legit throw a lot of money yeah, at it. Right. So like the time at time to effort like uh, required is like not there so I kind of like stop and also like 90% of them were rocks anyway <laughs> right so I'm I'm sure that, that means you you were chasing after Tomb Fox as well I believe or yeah, Om man, Fox Tomb Fox Tomb Fox Phantasm Fox or those were one of the most like most uh, fun periods I guess because it was literally like free money if you know what was a rock and what wasn't Mm-hmm. So during that time, uh, I think I made quite a few friends who, like, deaf friends who know how to, like, read codes. So oh, nice. I also read my fair share of, like, uh, Doom Fox. Uh, so, like, it's pretty easy to deep check what's a rock and what's not. So right. as long, during that time, there was still a lot of money flying around. Uh, so a lot of people find the native token. So you could easily make back, like, like, less, like a lot of them depositories for like 1%, but you could easily make like 3, 4, 5% on your entire, like, deposit. So it was pretty good uh, during the Gold Fox season. Mm. And the Home Fox was basically being early as hell <laughs> for everyone else buying the coin. So that one also was pretty good. Then the Phantasm season was also actually decent, but I got rugged. Like, I think... Uh, there was one rug which I think was the biggest amount I ever got rugged for. It was like uh, 50, 50 k. Yeah, because I entered the farm before I slept, and then I set my alarm to wake up in like four five hours, and then it was like ten a.m. Uh, when my alarm rang, I go and snooze my alarm for one oh, hour. Shit. Yeah, when I woke up, then my friends, uh, my friends said this shit rock. Like they were in the middle of rugging already, so I lost like quite a big, uh, big I took a big haircut la. so if I didn't like uh, snooze my alarm right, I would have saved my best because I would have like caught the developers starting to do the shady stuff already la. But, yeah so so they were they were watching it get rubbed but they didn't call you or like you couldn't uh, I think up? they called but then I think my phone was on silent or something ah. la. so it, it didn't ring it didn't ring so like I was like shit I'm so sorry sounds so painful yeah, I mean, like, it happens. Uh. <laughs> right, like, mid five figures just gone overnight. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, probably not not 50, uh, more like 30. Right, right. I mean, yeah, somewhere, somewhere somewhere around there. Yeah, it's not small money, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's not small. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. 
then like maybe you, I don't know if you can share this. Uh, so you you mentioned like you script for all these projects. How how do you should go about doing it? Like uh, there's so many so... things launching every day, so much news for every project update. How do you keep up every single day? Yeah, so I mean, I obviously like I don't just scroll Twitter <laughs> like, by myself <laughs> like, It's like literally impossible because like, you have to be very organized when it comes to stuff like that. So I don't purely rely on my own like uh like like my own Twitter because as I said, like people is an aggregator. So I I scour a lot of like other other sources also like, for everything like, basically. Then I take what is. Uh, what I find interesting and I just put it in uh, my channel uh, because it's an aggregator because there's no one channel where they don't call themselves an aggregator and like there's no way for one person to one channel to cover everything that's happening mm. so I do my best to like cover whatever I think is important at least or something that may affect uh, may affect prices or like might spark a new narrative or something like that, then I will tend to include those. Uh. Right, but right. Yeah, when it comes to like all these new projects, there's like too many like nonsense launching, <laughs> like, like these recent few months, like everything is like one day I go through like 50 plus man, projects. So many. But yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of nonsense. Uh. So like I usually just try to filter out as much as I can. Right. But, like just full disclosure wise, like everything I post is not. I I not I don't necessarily aid into everything I post. It's just for like uh exposure or, or just to let people know that this is launching. But mm. there are like a lot of rocks, basically. Right. I mean I, I don't think it's possible, right, even for you to to participate in everything that you're posting every single day. Still yeah, to keep so up with also. Right. <laughs> Too many man. But yeah, I think you're you're doing a very good job, right? Um whatever you post, uh, I I took a look, follow it, right? Um, it's very interesting. I think, and definitely would recommend people to follow. So, let let's do a shout out, right? So on Twitter, that it's c four dot gg, and I mean I'll link it in the links below for those who are listening on YouTube, and then for those who are on Spotify, it'll be in the Twitter as well. So yeah, I'll link everything if you want to follow. I mean, definitely recommend. And yeah, but you run this all by yourself. Uh, yeah, I actually, at the moment. I actually wanted to find intern, but then like I got the list already and then because I posted it on my channel, then I was like looking at all the applications, then I was like, actually, what do I want? <laughs> so I also like just like put it on hiatus for now. Mm. I am not, I'm still trying to work on the entire framework if I actually like get some interns to help on what do I need and stuff. So it's still on hold, but as of right now, yeah, it's just me. Just you, right. All right. So, I mean, interns, you mean you don't know what you're looking for as in like someone to help you go through the, the list to, to make sure, like filter out what goes in and what doesn't go in, something like that? It's more like, um, because what I do is uh, very, uh, I would say sensitive, la, I guess. So, I am kind of like hesitant to like share <laughs> how I find all these, like right. what filters do I go through and mm-hmm. like, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm still like on the fence. <laughs> right, right. Totally understand. Right. Yeah. But any plans for C4 to, I mean, expand or grow? Or just going to remain as a aggregator on Twitter and Telegram? Uh, As for now, I, I've i been hearing a lot of people were to be on Telegram because like all the links are like 
uh, on there, but I am most likely planning to not uh, migrate entirely to like Substack or Beehive because uh, like, I mean, I want to generate some, start generating some revenue la, right. maybe so that I can like hire more people or like make more bots or whatever. La. Get the moolah. So, yeah, but uh, if I do it on Substack, it will probably not just be this format because uh, it will probably include like stuff like what I'm doing, like uh, what I'm looking at, like personally and stuff. Uh, basically copying what Lin is doing. <laughs> hey, you subscribe to Lin's Ledger? Yes, sir. Right. I gave I gave a few free ones or so on my channel. Ah, nice. I mean, yeah. that's also a very good one. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's always interesting to. I mean, people will want to know what you are doing, right? Given given like your track record of whatever you have been doing, people will, will know. They want to follow. They want to follow what you're doing. You want to know what you're doing. What are your thoughts about certain certain projects, right? Things like that. Yeah, but there's yeah. a very fine line uh, when it comes to like uh, what. What when you tell people like what you're looking at, what you're buying, what you're selling, like there's a very fine line on like pumping and dumping on your followers. Uh, so <laughs> I don't want to cross that line. So uh, I I've just been writing on my own. Just uh, like I haven't open open it to the public yet. Like, I'm just writing on my own, like uh, what I'm doing and stuff like that, just to see. Then like I keep rereading it. Like does this sound like I'm mm. pumping and dumping on my followers <laughs> or not? But right. yeah, <laughs> I mean with a certain following size i think it's inevitable that whatever you share will receive a certain amount of uh, buying pressure over the next few minutes or or hours or days right yeah Uh, i mean look at if i may scroll like (laughs) and then everyone just follow an a and then like that candle was all him and he followed yeah i went to check i was like on a five minute candle like that god candle yeah, so all from here. Like maybe to like a two day or one day delay, like mm. stuff I do la. So maybe that will be better, I guess. But then like people will say, oh, you shoot one day later, you want people to pop your bag. That's so true. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Let's see how. La. Right, right. I mean, it's something to to think about and figure out what's the best way that you want to go about doing. I think maybe that there's no yeah. right or wrong way. Maybe it's just what you want to do, right? In, in your own way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And. Depends, la. Mm-hmm. it depends because everyone has like, a different definition and like what goals they want to achieve by like opening a subset or whatever right right so can I uh, is it safe to assume that the C4 aggregator will be free forever Um, I don't have plans to make it like pay la, for now because like I want to grow C4 to have a bigger subscriber base also, mm-hmm. so it's going to stay free for now right maybe when I hit 10k then i will shut on the channel but not <laughs> just, just, just kidding right? yeah but i it's i got no plans to like monetize it right guys unsub unsub just just view it but don't sub <laughs> right right and okay so maybe you can go on to the next topic about like how you are being a, a expert new farmer how would you recommend someone to get started in like new farming like, let's say i i don't know anything right oh uh, i mean I, I don't know anything so how do i go about what is you farming? How do I go about learning that? Uh, yeah, maybe you can go about the process. How would you teach or recommend someone to get started? Um, generally, like I wouldn't like if 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 you're like someone like who's trying to like make it in crypto or whatever. I and if you're starting small, I wouldn't really recommend you farming because like 
anything under four figures is like there's no point of field farming because like you get abysmal returns like you farming like 500 bucks of usd on like 10 20 percent it's not going to bring you anywhere like, to be honest unless you're like farming like native tgen tokens <laughs> maybe yes but in general usually when when i first started you farming i would like i mean I would recommend someone to start with like stuff like just basic Uniswap P2 pools or like Trader Joe, like all the P2 pools are not not the liquidity book, not V3, but just a regular LP, understanding what is uh, impermanent loss, understanding uh, whether this uh, protocol you're using, uh, if they have any audits or not. So stuff like that. There's a lot of like uh, uh, benchmarks to assess before you enter a farm. But generally, if you were to start yield farming, because yield farming is not necessarily just uh, LP in the DEX, because as long as you are generating yield on your assets, then it's like yield farming. So mm-hmm. it can be uh, looping on a money market, it can be staking your ETH with any of the LSDs, like generating, because that's also yield farming already. So there's a lot of different and simple ways of earning yield. So like obviously the easiest one is like just staking your ETH. Lah. That's and then like the other one is like putting your ETH into like your money market, borrowing uh, stable coins and then go farm like somewhere else. So there are a lot of uh, methods to earn you, but the simplest one that people should start with is definitely uh, a DEX, like how do you add LP, how to remove LP. Mm-hmm. Then after that you can maybe move on to like money market or like ETH staking then you can try to incorporate all three. So for example, like staking ETH, then taking your like stake ETH or rocket pool ETH or whatever, and then putting in a money market for stable coins and then stable coin LP in the DEX. Mm-hmm. So this is like an example of how you incorporate all three. Lah. And then you have stuff like uh, uni V3 ranges and, and some, but that's like a uh, complicated topic. Yeah, very complicated. <laughs> Right, right. I think I, I've heard also a lot of people mention uh, what you mentioned as well um, about maybe it's not as worth it to go and farm if you are on a smaller stack, right? Mm-hmm. And also definitely um, learn about impermanent loss. I think that was one of the very first things that I went to learn about as well. I think it was on the YouTube channel or uh, Whiteboard Crypto. Not sure if you mm-hmm. checked them out before. I think, think I heard of them. Right. Uh, that was way back. Yeah, so I think it was pretty interesting to learn about all these kind of things. And like, what is your research process or is there like a framework that you go through in in looking into projects? Oh, you mean like when it comes to farming? Or um, yeah, or it could general? be. I mean, it can be for farms as well or maybe like if you want to decide in general like to buy that token or not. Like honestly, when it comes to farms, if my friends hate that, I just hate also. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, as long as, like, that, uh, I think I wrote a Twitter thread about, like, what uh, parameters you should look at before you decide to enter a farm. La. So stuff like, does this project have audits? Uh, is the mm-hmm. team, like, dogs or not? What have they previously worked on? Then, like, is there any fees with regard to the farm? Uh, like, is the smart contract under a time law? Or is it a proxy? Because proxies are upgradable, then they can drop you any time. Then there's also you have to consider like if let's say you're farming a, a ABC token and the protocols are spitting ABC token out to you. 
But then there's only like a few hundred bucks worth in liquidity for you to exit. So if it's like that, right, then there's no point. Like, even though they are printing like 5,000% ADR, mm-hmm. there's no liquidity for you to exit. Also. So you have to take into account stuff like that also. Uh. Right. But generally, the biggest point is like safety concerns uh, because you're risking a lot. Uh, you're risking your entire deposit amount for like what whatever you they are paying you. Uh. So the uh, safety is the number one concern. Mm-hmm. Smart contract wise. Uh, yeah. Right. I think maybe I just want to touch on a point of um, friends ape, you ape, would not recommend if your group of friends are like me who are not <laughs> not big brain right <laughs> I, mean, I mean you yeah. can do it because yeah. like if you have a group a circle of people who are all really really smart uh, they are already very experienced in in this space in farming then definitely that you know they can trust them then by all means go for it right yeah because I'm not the guy who knows how to read all these like super complicated smart contracts mm-hmm. the, 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 I, I'm the guy who finds like stuff early like when farms launch then I just basically hey I just go and ask them hey is this safe I'm going to look at the code yeah, right. so because like I mean, uh, if I give and take, uh, I give them funds, then they look. If it's safe, then go over safe, lah. So if I give and right. take, uh, I think this is very important. Uh, sorry, you can go ahead first. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Right, so so I think it's very important to have a group of people where everyone has different skill sets where you complement each other, which is what you just mentioned, right? So yeah. you are good at identifying projects early. Then you have the the dev guy who looks at the code. And then, like, you guys just sort of join forces to help each other out. I think this is very important. And this is what uh, I would want to do for myself. And I would recommend everyone to I mean, get a circle of people that you can trust, where everyone have their own strength and weaknesses, right? Where you can complement each other. I think that's a very, very good framework. Um, like, relying on the circle of friends itself, if they have uh, enough knowledge, competence, right? Yeah, but the only caveat is, like, you don't treat the guy who knows how to read code like your personal death. Like, you don't like throw him everything. Hey, is this safe? Is this safe? Of course, they'll get annoyed. Like. Right. So, I mean, you just have to know the boundaries and like, give and take, share of uh, and obviously they will reciprocate. Like. Yeah, definitely. And then maybe you can touch a little bit more on the in general part. Uh, like Not about farms. Like, like, hey, should I buy if Should I buy like ABC token? That kind of thing. I mean, in general terms, um, I'm not the most like, uh, like I, I honestly I don't spend like one two days doing DD on a certain project before I buy that token. Mm-hmm. I hate first and then I think later. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I'm more of a, uh, I guess more like more narrative, less lines, less fundamentals. Uh. so like some people they create. Uh, using technical analysis, some people trade because they fundamentally believe. Mm-hmm. I kind of like rotate left and right. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a few bags which I like la. Then I hold a uh, longer term. But in general, I tend to like try to eat into stuff that people has uh didn't notice before. Uh, before it gets noticed, uh, basically. So like for example, stuff like Kanto. I was farming there since day one. Then this is uh, alpha. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, the only reason I hate because it's like the whole like community, community, like no VC, no all this, no, no all that. It's like, it's a, it's sort of like, it's very mean and like very community, community mm-hmm. kind of like uh thing. La. And then like the community there was like, 
damn strong. <laughs> so they were like, always, uh, like oh, we are Canto Maxis and stuff like that. So I kind of like like that idea. So I was like aping and farming. Uh, I mean, the token went up and went down for quite some time until I think like, uh, I cannot remember which uh, PC started talking about them saying they invested and then the whole thing just went parabolic. Mm. Like 70 cents, I think. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, guys who are listening to this, maybe don't, don't blame him if if he dumps Kanto on you. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I dumped like some. <laughs> right. Just, right. just kidding, just kidding. Right. So, yeah. so you mentioned that you're more of a narratives guy, right? So, mm. I'll assume you're looking maybe at uh, ZK or like LSD at the moment? Uh, LSDs, I think, like, for LSDs, before like all this Shanghai thing, everyone was like eating stuff like uh like rocket pool, Lido and stuff. And right. then now like we cycle back to the LZ narrative really. I think a lot of people are looking at more on the decentralized staking uh so stuff like uh Etherfy, stuff like you unsheath, yeah. So a lot of people are like aping this uh lower cap LSD stuff because it is higher beta. So I'm kind of uh looking where all the if is going post unlock because honestly I doubt people will dump if because like it doesn't I mean it might be sell the news event but there will lot there will be a lot of people who have stayed if for like don't know how long that they want to rotate their if into stuff other stuff but the other stuff might be NFTs also like, I feel because NFTs have been taking a shit for quite some time mm-hmm. especially with Machi doing the whole blur blur farming right thing. so NFT force have did quite a few so I I I'm trying to place myself uh I don't know how this will turn out but if my flow back to NFT spoke Shanghai it might or might not but uh, I mean I'm looking at stuff like blur like stuff like Sudo then you have like OpenSea releasing OpenSea Pro right so, I mean, who knows? But that's just like something I'm looking at. La. I got a question. Are you an NFT person? No, man. I literally have zero clue on NFT. <laughs> Although I meted the Sparta Dex NFT, but I generally don't know what is going on in NFTs. Uh, except if you're talking about stuff like other side. Like, I meted other sides. La, so, ah. But besides uh, besides all these like super blue chip stuff, I don't really understand. I don't really... Uh, like try to follow what's going on in the NFT space because there's only so much you can follow. I tried, I tried following like when I started C4, I tried following like DeFi, NFT, and GameFi all together. Wow! But I tried, <laughs> I tried for like one week. I'm like, there's no way anyone yeah. gonna cover all. Uh. It's too many. Yeah. I think and, and it's a lot of GameFi projects don't really last long in the space. I feel. Yeah, I mean. For now, yeah, for now at least, right? Stuff, yeah, it's a lot of all like it's just like money rotating, like it's all uh, what what play to earn, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen like uh, like decent, like after Axie, Axie was the pioneer for the new token, right? Thing. So, after that, I think a lot of people try to copy, but just feel miserable, yeah. So, in the end, this global tokenomic system isn't that sustainable yet. So, I don't think anyone has like found out uh the perfect balance when it comes to this kind of like incentives for mm. on board like users. So just have to wait and see. Oh. Yeah, and just curious, right? Because just now you mentioned about money be rotating to NFTs yeah. maybe. So 
like maybe I was thinking you might be buying some NFTs or something. So just asking. Nah, yeah. I I won't buy. It. I mean, just I, I I really don't like locking like what sixty ETH into a board game. <laughs> you know, it like doesn't make sense to me, lah. So yeah. So I would I'll, I'll refrain from buying NFTs Apple probably. Hmm. Right. Right. Okay. I think even for Sparta Dex, it's a little bit different. I wouldn't consider it like an NFT, NFT in a sense. Yeah. Right. I it, guess. Uh, yeah. So, um, maybe we touch on a couple of topics now. Uh, what we covered also the, like the Shanghai, right? So maybe you can hear a little bit about what about your thoughts for like the, the rest of the year. What, what do you think? Like, are we going to, get out of this bear soon or are we going to get worse or something like that? Any thoughts from you? Uh, I'm not the most, uh, I'm not the most macro person. Uh. Mm-hmm. I honestly like, <laughs> I don't like really, really follow uh, macro that, uh, that much unless it's stuff like Silvergate closing down. Stuff like it, then obviously it appears on my headlines that of course right. I will know about it. Uh, but I don't like, uh, like, uh, S and P five hundred. I don't chart that stuff. I don't chart that thing. I I just like just look at the chart, but I don't really draw like oh which line. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it bearish for S and P? Bad for S and P? Like uh, I think regular medias it has very good uh macro analysis. And right, takes. agree. Yeah, so I just kind of like whenever he posts, then I read lah. But other than that, I don't really follow what is going on in the world. I guess so. I'm more like just. Doing my own thing in my own little circle. <laughs> <laughs> Until it happens, then I guess I'm more like reactive. Lah. I, I see, I see. I mean, uh, to you, it's like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, good yeah. good news, bad news. I mean, it, it will the, pass, right? So, like, yeah, eventually it will still pass. And I mean, you still get money. Lah. Definitely, like, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I don't really follow macro that much. Yeah. But... Bad, bad market make money. Bull market make more money. No difference yeah. to CJ. <laughs> I mean, like, there are a lot of people also making money, whether bad or good, as long as you know how to uh, place yourself, manage your risk properly. Because mm-hmm. uh, the key point is to survive, not to... Uh, I mean, you don't have to force yourself to make money in a bear if you're not positioned for it. But the most important thing is to survive, uh, have kept, have uh, reserves to deploy whenever you think it's the right time and stuff like that. So I think a lot of people... Uh, under um, uh, like surviving is very underrated in mm. crypto because everyone cares about crypto. Oh, crypto can make money, can make money, but you have to survive first to make money. Right, right. I yeah. I agree with that totally, man. Right. A lot of people also mention um, and it and it's true, right? That there's still a lot of opportunities. Uh, even in this bear market, like there's a bull market somewhere, if you can catch on to it. Yeah. And yeah, yes. of course, survival is important. Then. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just have to survive until then. Yeah, definitely you need to have some, I mean, they, they would say like dry powder to keep you afloat, to buy the dips, right? Right. Then any interesting sector slash chain slash projects that you are looking into recently, we will not count this as shilling your bags. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, uh, I think I talked about this in like uh podcast in Garland also. La. So mm-hmm. because like now a lot of people are starting more and more people are working in Web3. So a lot of them receive 
uh, payment slash salary uh, in web three. So, so people use like streaming, uh, payment stream apps. So stuff like Sudo Fluid and stuff like that. So uh, I think I mentioned before, like there are projects that are coming out which are specifically using your payment stream. Like basically, uh, you take a loan on your incoming salary for the month. So for example, let's say like, uh, let's say this is April 7. So let's say you're supposed to get uh, 1K USD at the end of April. Mm -hmm. So your company streams you that payment, like uh, let's say if they use Superfluid, so they will stream you that payment uh, either every end of the month or every day or whatever it depends. So like there's stuff like uh, Fuma protocol, which allows you to take a loan uh, uh, on on that uh, basically, so you can take one, let's say one thousand or eight hundred bucks upfront while the before the pay comes. So it's like a credit card in a sense. Yeah, it's like a credit card in a sense, lah. So, uh, then I recently seen like a few more protocols doing the same thing. So this is uh something I find interesting, but there are a lot of problems when it comes to this, lah. Uh, yeah, but maybe. I don't know how it will play out, but it's at least this is interesting to me, I guess. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on the problems that, that you see in this kind of protocols. So I haven't gone through all the super technical stuff, but for example, like what if someone like, if you're getting fired from that company or you plan to leave the company in mm -hmm. let's say next month, you are mm -hmm. not going to tell the company yet or either you're going to take a loan from that and like whatever then maybe something happens then the company has to fire you so what the company is not going to pay you uh, at the end of the month because like maybe you've done something shady or whatever so mm -hmm. where the money is going to come to back your initial loan right so, yeah so there are stuff like this uh, so I don't know how how they are doing it yet so okay okay yeah interesting I mean, it, it, I mean this is new to me I never heard of this but yeah super interesting like, like you mentioned right yeah, there are also, like, I guess there are also some interesting uh, other stuff that are building also. So I'm pretty sure, like, uh, everyone has heard of, like, Celesta, Phil, uh, mm. Mantle, all these kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, just waiting for it to launch, I guess. But other than that, um, cannot really think of anything that really pops out in my mind. Because I look, too, I look at too many games. <laughs> <laughs> you need to search the memory bank. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think Celestia has been very long already, right? I think a couple of years. Yeah, there's a lot that have been building for very long already. La. So then you have like stuff like Sui or Say. Mm. So there's a lot of new, like entirely new chains, I guess, which I, I'm pretty excited to uh, try in a sense. And I mean, everyone also farming airdrops. La, so I'm just waiting for payday. <laughs> right. ZK Sing. Yeah. Are you trying everything? Like, like Sui, ZK Sing, uh, uh, Layer Sui, Zero? Yes, yes, Layer Zero, yes. Uh, ZK Sing, I mean, I'm really like eating. <laughs> already farming in there since. Yeah. I'm really eating there already, yeah. so I'm pretty sure. Nice, uh, nice. That, that will count to something. Right. Yeah. Then you get double the returns. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Alright, alright. I mean, we've been chatting for quite some time now. We we can move a little bit away from all the boring talk and then get to know more a bit about CJ. So you mentioned that you're doing this full-time now, right? Like no longer nine to five. 
So like, yeah. what, what's your typical day like? No routine. Uh, honestly, like my routine is uh might seem very mundane to uh, to a lot of people, but I mean I really enjoy what I'm doing lah. So then usually I think I sleep around like three four a.m. and then I wake up like ten eleven. Uh, usually lah, but sometimes I sleep like four hours only lah. It depends on what is changing lah. Because like like for example, every Thursday like eight a.m. like uh Singapore time. Every 8 a.m. is like the new uh solidity box. So I always have to wake up at 8 to go and see what is what which which pools are good, Man. what yields are higher. And then there's like so many different solidity boxes. So I have to go and go through all that and then uh, shuffle my positions around. Man. But yeah, so I generally look at the PC for most of the day. Uh, like uh wake up, check PC, lunch, check PC, dinner, check PCs, <laughs> then sleep. <laughs> Right. Honestly, like that's most of the stuff I do. I mean, I I get on like calls, uh, do my research, do some research, write write a few stuff, write articles, write the do C four. Then I mean, other than all this, I guess I go out to buy grocery, uh, sometimes go gym, uh, nice. play basketball, play badminton. Are you are you like, like that, are you like Jack in real life? Like a lot of all the CT bros are <laughs> pretty Jack. Uh, I used to be, but now after I start crypto, like legit full time, right? I gave everything back already, like curve. Yeah, like I literally like forced myself to just uh do crypto and like and then I like sort of like uh, ignore all this uh, but try to slowly get back to it. I get, but then I've been hit by a string of injuries uh, like sprained my ankle, cracked my uh my my arm. And most recently, pulled my shoulder. So like injuries so soft. Like from shit. basketball, bowling kind of thing. Uh, my feet was from badminton. My 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 arm, my hand was from uh, <laughs> accidentally thing a wall. What? Then yeah, uh, it was a dumb story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then my shoulder was from basketball. So I keep getting injuries la. Like every time I go out and I play sports. So I also like <laughs> don't know what the hell is going on with me anymore. But alright, I think you, you play a lot of sports, so I think that's good. Very sporty. Yeah, I mean, I like sports. Uh. Yeah, that's nice. But then, like, now it's like a whole day in front of the computer. Yeah, usually I go out, I still go out uh, every week to play sports, uh, like badminton. Ah, that's uh, nice. Sometimes basketball. Nice, yeah. nice. Alright. And been trying to go gym more often, uh, but nowhere, nowhere near what I was last time. <laughs> slowly, slowly. Slowly, yeah, correct. Slowly yeah, but slowly. surely, right? I mean, who cares yeah. what, what they say, right? You you do your own thing on your own pace as long as you mm-hmm. get there. Progress is yeah. progress. Slow and steady. Correct, correct. Right. And I mean, you mentioned that you are an analyst now, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you, is it okay to elaborate a bit more on that? Yeah, so um, basically, I just try to look for new projects or like uh, do some basic initial DB on certain projects and then if I think they are like uh interesting or something that is like worth uh talking to the team to learn more, then I usually just uh uh pass it to my senior if she says okay then we go on a call with the team just to learn more. So mm. if everything is good then second round and then if everything is good again then we'll probably uh, if they are still raising then probably we will try to get uh, like a slot in uh. 
Nice. All right. Yeah, yes. So it's just very basic uh, analyst stuff, I guess. But I don't have any uh, track five background or whatever. So I also don't know what the hell am I doing. <laughs> hey, oh, your boss doesn't listen to this, man. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't. Uh. Right, right. All right. Then, um, do you include this kind of projects in your C4 as well? Uh, some yes, some no. All right. Because there are some where, like, uh, I can't share. La. So mm-hmm. C4 is not something that I share everything I have. Right, right. Because there's also like the time caveat. So like for example, like if something is content at two PM, I won't post on C4 until like ten o'clock. So it doesn't uh make sense for me to like keep posting and like it's gonna flood my channel. Now, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't do it that often. Mm-hmm. Alright, I understand. Yeah. I mean but at, at least now you guys will know you can look for some good stuff in C4. <laughs> right. And actually, I wanted to ask you the, the next question, right? Before the, the analyst part was, whether you have any hobbies outside of crypto? But I think you pretty much answered that already, right? Any, uh, any actually, other besides yeah, sports? Actually, I'm a dancer, though. Ooh, like, yeah. what, what kind of genre? Uh, I don't know if you know hopping. Ooh. Yeah, nice. uh, some people know it by uh, so-called robot dance. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm a hardcore dancer. Like, like since, since young? Uh, since I was in high school. Oh wow! Yeah, since I was high school, like I go to events and I go competition and stuff like that. One. Even after, now, I was uh now actually I stopped after I started crypto. I threw right. away a lot of things for crypto, but yeah. All right, hey, but I think it's very cool. I think dancers, uh, I don't know. To to me, they're pretty appealing in a sense. I think very. Yeah. <laughs> aesthetically good looking uh oh dude, no no, I mean, it, it, <laughs> no regardless of male or female i mean like there's a charm to to watching people dance i, I think thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> right any other thing that you wanted to say besides yeah, yeah. dancing not really i guess no so yeah but okay i think pretty active person i mean dancing is also quite quite an active thing to do used to be la. right like dancing and uh sports like you play all kind of sports that's okay but i mean it wasn't as mundane as you mentioned yeah i mean like i try to incorporate more of this in like my life now but like honestly yeah, crypto is like taking a lot of time la, so i'm just trying to find like a proper balance where mm-hmm. i can start doing all this like uh i can start doing stuff outside of crypto more right right i think it's a cycle yeah. that a lot of us go through like at the yeah. start you we don't do much of crypto more of your like in real life job or whatever you're doing and then as we start to go deeper you you spend more time to crypto like you want to go and do more and then at a certain stage you feel like this is taking up too much of time like you want yeah. to have some balance back right yeah it's, it's a cycle Definitely. right right okay so um is it known that you're malaysian i think so uh, yeah, I think a lot of people know. Right, I think, I think you mentioned in the other call of Illuminati, yeah. right? I mean, so, my accent also, you can tell I'm either like Malaysian or Singapore. Right, right. So, so I can, I can like yeah. say this, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, what's like your favorite food? I mean, it doesn't well, have to be, doesn't have to be, I mean, like Chinese food or like, what, what cuisine first? Yeah. Let's go by cuisine first. Dude, this is a super tough question because, like, I love... I'm a foodie. Uh. Big like, foodie. I really blast all my money on, like, food. <laughs> same, same. Uh, shit. Oh, my God. I love food so much. Shit. Tough question, though. But, um... 
uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I would say I it's not a cuisine, but I love steak. I guess Ooh. I'm a steak guy. Nice. Yeah. Like what? What's your preferred doneness? Uh, definitely medium rare. Nice. And whoever orders anything after medium, like you shouldn't even touch the steak. <laughs> <laughs> But I think yeah, that's a sign of a real foodie right there. Yeah, man. Steak is life. So like, do you go out for good meals all the time, every week? Whack. Uh, I used to go out uh, for steak like every week because Damn. my house, I, I can't eat beef in my house. Uh. Ah, same. Yeah. So I always go out and eat like steak like once a week, I guess. But I think recently, like the uh, doctor said I should chill on like red meat. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit, okay. But why? <laughs> Uh, no, I just went for like, uh, cause I think I was on a, I, I recently did some sort of like detox, uh, one week or one week each detox. Uh, so, uh, they said I had to cut down my red meat consumption. Cause I think my, uh, I don't remember, it's like my HDL or LDL, it's like the back uh-huh. cholesterol was a bit high cause I've been eating too much meat. Ooh. Yeah. So I need to eat more veggie now. <laughs> oh my God. That's like yeah. the worst thing. Uh, I mean, all things in moderation. Uh, so definitely. What was like your favorite cut? And since you're such of a stick person. Uh, I like tomahawks, I guess. Wow. But it's usually like something you have to share. You cannot eat the whole right, thing by right. yourself. Yeah. Nice, nice. You enjoying life. But what about like Malaysian food? Let's say like, what would you recommend? Like, the, what's your opinion of the national dish of Malaysia? Oh my god, uh, it's going to be either like nasi lemak or it's either one of the three, like nasi lemak, laksa, or like chakwetel. I'm pretty torn between the three, I can't really pick one. It's like your top, like top three favorites, yeah. or, or like you think it's a good representation of Malaysia? Uh, Probably more towards good representation of Malaysia because like there's so many cuisines, but I think like these three are definitely in the top, the mm. top three la, for me la, personally. Mm-hmm. Alright, I think there's a lot of debate between um Singapore yeah, <laughs> and Malaysia's food, right? Like, I'm from yeah. Singapore, right? <laughs> and I'm always yeah, debating. It's, it's like my food is the original; it's better than yours. Like, no, ours is the original. <laughs> Yeah, right. true, true. But I think uh, I went to KL once. I think I had a really, really good nasi lemak there. I can't remember the name though. Uh, is yeah. it Village Park? I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I, I was on a cruise, right? And like oh, stopped okay, there, okay. right? And then went for a few hours on mm. on the shore and then went to that so-called famous nasi lemak. Honestly, I can't remember the name, but it's so good. Like, I would definitely go back there again. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, there's also Bakute. Oh, Singapore, Singapore right. Bakute damn fake it's just hey, what <laughs> it's it's good also what yeah, I mean have you tried KL Bakute no, not, not KL but I do go to JB sometimes for Bakute <laughs> okay if you come KL you just let me know I'll bring you to eat real Bakute shit real Bakute yeah. right yeah, so you see it started it started <laughs> the real and not real stuff right it's always a very fun topic to I think to like bond over a meal. Uh, yeah. To talk about food. I mean, recommend food, right? I mean, for myself, I think I like Japanese food a lot as well as like Chinese mm-hmm. food. So it's always interesting. It's always nice to meet another foodie, I guess. Yeah. I mean, right. like Japanese and Chinese also like it's up there. Yeah, definitely. Steak, 
Japanese cuisine, Chinese, like my top three. Definitely. Nice. So next right. time if I go Singapore, you bring me go to your top few restaurants that you like. Sure, come, come. I, I mean, I we hosted, I think me and a few other people from, people from Batopia, right? Like we hosted yeah. uh, someone the other time. Came over. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Soon, uh, soon. Sure. Can meet the rest as well, right? And maybe we can can round off this thing uh, in a bit. We'll, like, let's go with your biggest lesson that you learned from crypto. Hmm, biggest lesson for me would probably be to ignore what everyone is saying and just focus on what you think you have an edge in. La. So like you've always heard here about people like uh trading leverage or like shitcoining their way like from what three figures to a millionaire or whatever, but you don't hear about the other 99% of people who just get burned all the way to zero. Mm. So the most important thing for me is to understand that your risk tolerance might not be the same as the people you see posts on Twitter, like they're making this, this, this. Your risk tolerance might not be the same and they might be only using like what, 1-2% of their portfolio. While if you're copy trading them, you might get like what, 50% of their portfolio into a single project or token. So the most important for me is like you have to manage risk properly like, because if you don't manage it properly, you're not going to survive. You're going to blow everything before mm. you have a chance to make money. Right. So, yeah, that, I think that's my biggest lesson from uh, crypto, I guess. Right. I think that's a very solid, solid lesson though. Like manage your risk or it will manage you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, definitely. right, right. I think we are about there, like almost an hour mark. Anything else that you would want to add that maybe we haven't touched on could be on yourself, could be about uh, C4, anything in particular? Uh, not really, I guess. All <laughs> right. Talk to yeah. Right, right. And as you know, I'm trying to grow this pod. Um, it would be nice if you could tell me who else that you would like come on to this pod for a chat like we oh, just had. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I've been thinking about this for quite some time, actually. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I have two people, uh, I guess two uh, people, like I know them and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think anyone has interviewed them uh, so far. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, one is very obvious. Uh, I think, uh, like, you said Lynn hasn't, I don't think Lynn has been on a voice interview before. Nope. Yeah, so that's number one. Number two is uh my good buddy uh TVC maker like on Twitter, like the Duke very farming. ruthless you farmer. You yeah. farmer, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I thought I thought I thought a lot of shit with him also. La. So it would be very interesting to get him on like an interview just to just just so that you can hear what stuff stuff he talks about. Right. Another another expert new farmers and, and their thoughts. Yeah. Learn more about how they do. Also. Nice, nice. I mean it's always very interesting to to hear from all these big brains, uh, smart people across the space, including yourself, um, like have different different people. Maybe like like you are youth farming, the delusionator is also a youth farmer. It's it's also nice to get to meet some other people. Maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe I can get a dev on sometime or something like that. That'll be interesting, mm, right? Yeah, to hear different thoughts definitely. of different people, their perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. Right. And with that, I thank you so much for joining me today and thank you for taking the time out, right? And thank you to my listeners for bearing with us for this one hour of talk. <laughs> boring talk. I, I hope not so boring talk. 
right? And yeah, all right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as usual, I will drop the links down below for the YouTube channel and in my Twitter for those who are on Spotify. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me, Moose. Right, bye bye. Ciao.